Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome to the women of golf show i'm ted odorico and right alongside of course each and every week is none other than legends tour player and lpj professional cindy miller and we are the hosts of the women of golf show good morning cindy good morning how are you today i'm doing fantastic another tuesday morning uh, good weather here in in florida so i'm very excited uh, how are things up in buffalo it's raining oh <laughs> well well i we're sending it your way because we've had enough of it down here. So I know you've had some up there too, but um, we got a great show everybody for you uh, this morning. And I'll tell you a little bit about that in just a second. Uh, we're going to be joined here in just a moment uh, by the winner of this past weekend's Symmetra tour event, uh, Marta Sanz Barrio. Uh, she was the winner of the Firekeepers Casino Hotel Championship uh, on the Symmetra tour. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit about her and then we'll bring her on. And then a little bit later on the show, we're going to be joined by Colleen he- Heidinger, uh, she's the VP of Programming and Community Strategy at 43 North. We'll talk to her on the second half of the show. But let me, uh, Cindy, remind everybody, of course, we are live every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, you can find us on the blogtalkradio.com network by going to blogtalkradio.com and typing in forward slash women of golf, or you can just type in women of golf up in the search key, and that will take you to the main page uh, during the live broadcast. Uh, for some reason, if you can't join us live, not to worry, just scroll down that page to the on-demand section, and you can listen to the recorded version uh, when it's convenient for you. Uh, you can also catch us on iTunes.com, Stitcher.com, and TuneIn.com, and again, just type in Women of Golf, and that will take you there as well. Uh, if you want to call in anytime during the live broadcast, and I would uh, always love to talk to you, or you can uh, maybe say hello to some of our special guests that we've had on the program, and you can do so by calling in, uh, again, during our live broadcasts on Tuesdays. Uh, the number is 347 347- 945-5855. Again, that's 347-945-5855. Uh, you can also reach out to Cindy or I. We'd love to hear from you on our respective emails. And Cindy's is Cindy at CindyMillerGolf.com. And mine is Ted.GolfTalkLive at gmail.com. All right, as I mentioned, uh, Cindy, we've got a great guest to start off this morning. Uh, she won this past weekend's uh, Firekeepers Casino Hotel Championship in uh, Michigan, and her name is Marta Sanz Barrio, and she's from Madrid, Spain, and she began the final round of the uh, uh, tournament on Sunday at Battle Creek Country Club, uh, trailing 36-hole leader uh, Sylvia Cavallari uh, by a couple of shots. Uh, she raced that deficit with a 700 par 65 performance to finish at 13 under overall and step into the winner's circle for the first time uh, in her Symmetra Tour career. Uh, following the uh, victory, uh, she climbed 43 spots in the Volvic race for the card to number 29. And, of course, as we've mentioned many times, uh, the top 10 at the end of the season uh, will earn their LPJ Tour uh, membership for next season. So, uh, Cindy, let's welcome our very uh, special guest, Marta Sanz Barrio, the winner of this weekend's past weekend's Symmetra Tour event, 
the uh, Firekeepers Casino Hotel Championship. Good morning. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning. Thank you for joining us, Marta. (laughs) Yeah, it's a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Cindy said you sound a little bit tired this morning. You've had, obviously, a busy week. Uh, Yeah, definitely. This is the off week, and it had been six weeks in a row, so uh, just trying to rest up each week. Wow. Well, yeah, you definitely need to get some rest. Um, Cindy, you want me to start, or do you want to start? You go ahead. Okay. Um, Marta, let me just say first off on behalf of Cindy and I, congratulations on your win. I know you're very, very excited, uh, as is your sister Patricia. Uh, I saw the uh, photos uh, that were taken at uh, after the event, and uh, both of you had big smiles on your face as you were holding that winner's check and trophy. So uh, congratulations uh, to you, and, and uh, obviously I know your sister Patricia is very excited. Um, but let me just go back very quickly a little bit uh, just about the tournament. Um, you guys had some rain and, and a little bit of fog delay early in the tournament. Uh, how long did it last, and what did you do to keep yourself focused uh, on the tournament so that when you got back on course, uh, you were ready to go? Um, well, thank you very much, first of all, from the both of us. Um, well, I started early morning uh, Friday, which we didn't get a delay. Um, it just rained pretty much uh, 16 holes. And then the wave on the afternoon, I think they got almost a three-hour delay because of storms. So that mm. delayed a little bit on Saturday uh, for us, but it wasn't that much. And then Sunday, we got an hour and 30-minute fog delay, uh, which for me, being off late, it didn't really change up much. Uh, but for the people in the morning that had to wait there, it probably did a little bit more. So it didn't really affect me that much, all the all the delays, but, um, you know, it worked for me. So. <laughs> now, do you, Marta, let me just ask you then, obviously in this particular case you weren't as greatly affected, but obviously I'm sure you've been in events where the delays maybe have been a lot longer. Um, what do you do in a situation when there is a long delay like that? I mean, obviously there's not much you can do. Uh, you can't get out there and practice and, and um in a lot of cases, and you're kind of just, you know, stuck uh, waiting around. What goes through your mind when that happens, and what do you do to, to keep yourself focused? Uh, well, to be honest, it just it's a lot of patience. Uh, you're going to have to be in there, and everybody is going to be in the same situation as you. So you just have to be patient, and uh, my trick is to disconnect. If you're going to be on a delay in two, three hours, you cannot be thinking about the golf that you just left for those three hours and right. then come back and to be focused for all that time again so just try to disconnect uh talk to the other players you know try to have a good time and then reconnect when they tell you there is you know 30 minutes to start again and and warm up again you know yeah just sort of be loose and and just uh you know make the best of the situation not really get uh stressed out about what you've got to do out in the golf course that's some great advice um cindy go ahead did you go to college, and if so, where did you go? Yeah, I did. I played for Auburn. Oh, awesome. War Eagle. War Eagle. <laughs> I love that. Awesome, go ahead, Cindy. Awesome, awesome. And when did you graduate? Uh, 2014. Super. And did you turn pro immediately after? Um, I did. 
I waited until November that year uh, because I was playing in the World Am with Spain. So I waited for that, but I played Q School, and, and my first year was 2015. And did you qualify? Have you had any status on the LPGA Tour? I did. On 2015, I had conditional status, but I wasn't very lucky on how many events I got in, so I only got three. Ah. So let me ask you, how do you stay patient? Uh, on the course or? Yeah, and, and your whole career in the course. And how do you, how do you put everything into perspective even though you're not exactly where you want to be and, you know, being patient enough. Again, I'm looking at your stats here and your driving accuracy. You hit 80% of the fairways. That's, like, amazing. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and greens and regulation, 73.91%. Hello. So you're yeah. like the tortoise who doesn't miss. Oh, I wish. <laughs> Thank you. Well, uh, I don't hit it very far, so I better hit it straight. For that uh, reason. Yeah, but it says you hit a 254. I'll take that. Yeah, you should see the players now. They hit it like 280, 290. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, patience. I mean, you just have to keep working. You know, this is not easy. Uh, any professional sport is not easy. So. You just try to keep working and keep having confidence on what you're doing. And that way, I mean, I believe you have to believe you're going to get where you want to be by working the right way, you know. That's good. I agree. Vera, that's a very good girl. Yeah, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Cindy, go ahead, or do you want me to? Go ahead. Um, I mentioned earlier, Marta, uh, about your sister Patricia, and uh, obviously she was there this past weekend to cheer you on, and in fact she actually cut it, uh, caddied for you. Um, how important is it for you? Because obviously uh, you're from Madrid, Spain, so you're over here in the United States uh, playing on the Symmetra Tour. Uh, I can imagine it's very important to, you to have family around with you, and particularly at the tournaments there for support. Um, how, how, does, how do you feel about that, and is that something that's important to you, to have family around? Um, definitely. I mean... I think that changes everything for us, you know. It's uh, quite hard to uh, do the jump over the ocean and come here for six, seven months and just, you know, grab a car and ride around the country. So having my sister, I think we're both very privileged to actually have family with each other, to support each other and to keep company. So it's really, really important for the both of us, and I think um, it's great, you know. It makes it a, a, lot, a lot of difference. And it makes us both very happy when the other one plays well, you know. So it's it's really a difference that and an advantage that we have over other international people that are out here competing. Right. Is she younger or older than you? Uh, she's two years older. Two years older. So she's uh, um, give you uh, at least a couple of years advice uh, over you. Um, now she caddied for you. Uh, was she caddying for the whole tournament or just on Sunday? No, just on Sunday. She was playing on the event as well. I wish she would have been playing oh. on Sunday. But... Oh, okay. So, obviously, you're comfortable with having her on the bag. What uh, what kind of advice when, when things are – I mean, obviously, you're, you're hitting, uh, as Cindy pointed out, your, your, your driving accuracy and your greens and regulation is, is extremely uh, good. I mean, I know you're not hitting it as far as you'd like, but 
uh, as Cindy said, we'll take what you're, what you're doing. Um, but what advice does, does your sister uh, give you when things aren't going well? What does she say to you to sort of walk us through that conversation? Well, you know, Spanish people are very vain, let's say vain. <laughs> uh, we're like fools, <laughs> they say, so I get pretty mad. Uh, so what she, she tries to do, uh, it's calm me down, you know, when things are not going well. Um, attitude is very important. You can carry on uh, bogging a few holes. So she tries to calm me down and talk to me about something else, and that, that helps me a lot. Very good. Um, so you're kind of like um, uh, the the female version of uh, Sevi Ballesteros. You know who yeah. obviously I'm referring to. Yes, obviously. I wish uh, <laughs> I was as good as he was, uh, but attitude-wise, uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? That's good. He was he was very passionate, uh, and uh, you know we we enjoyed watching him over the years. Um, now let me just ask another question, and Cindy, I'll throw it back to you. Uh, last year, uh, in uh, late June, you captured the individual medalist uh, honors at the uh, 2018 Mediterranean Games, uh, of course, representing your, your native country. Uh, and you also played alongside uh, your sister, Patricia. Are you both pretty competitive, obviously, uh, as a general rule, but uh, against each other? Do you, are, are you just sort of help one another along, or are you very competitive when you're against one another? And, and who tends to be the better player? Um. Yes, we are very competitive with each other since we were uh, little. But it's you know it's a healthy competition. Uh, we like to play right. for, you know, washing the dishes and making dinner and stuff like that. So it's really fun. To it's really fun competition. You know that's what I mean. Um, we don't get mad at each other if one beats the other one. Uh, well, sometimes, but <laughs> not not terribly. Um, but yeah, it it is healthy competition, and but still we give each other, we try to help each other as well, you know. And competing in the Mediterranean Games on something that you're representing your country with, and it's kind of a team competition. It you know it mm. gets into your heart to to be able to play with her and step up on the podium with her. Yeah, and uh, and you uh, very graciously uh, allowed her to join in in your celebration this last weekend and. In fact, I noticed she had a pretty healthy grip on that winner's check uh, as well as you. So I don't know if she's hoping for you to share a little bit or, or, uh, or, uh, or what, but uh, oh. that was very nice of you to share that with her, that, that experience. She, she was saying she's charging me a 50% fee for cutting for me on Sunday. Can you believe that? <laughs> ah, that's a good sister. <laughs> Well, she is the bigger sister, so you know she's she's got to uh, she's got to charge you a little bit more. Um, Cindy, go ahead. <laughs> so let me ask you: Did she play college golf as well? She did. She played for Auburn as well. We are inseparable. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's a team deal. Now, were you both on the Spanish national team? Yes, we were. <laughs> so you've hmm. been hanging out with her forever. Yes, yes, yes. We get along well. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, are you, do your parents ever come over to watch? Uh, not out here. We usually play European tour mostly, and uh, when we play around home, uh, they will come and watch us play. Uh, out here is a little bit far. Got it. Got it. Wow. That's Very awesome. Good. 
Um, let me ask you, Marta, um, just going back to your sister uh, a little bit. Uh, obviously, you're both competitive players, and um, you, you enjoy that, uh, that uh, competition. Describe your game a little bit. Where, what are your strengths and what are your, your weaknesses? And what do you, because I'm sure the two of you talk about uh, each other's games and try to help one another. What's her areas that needs most improvement and what's her strong areas? And start with yourself first. Uh, well, I would say maybe consistency. You know, as Cindy said, I, I get a lot yeah. of uh, fairways, hit a lot of greens. Uh, had to, I've been working on my putting a lot, which worked really well last week, but it's not usually as good as that. Um, so I would say that would be uh, my strength. She says my strength is I am really I have good hands uh, chipping around the green and and stuff like that. Um, it I mean I get a lot of green, so when I missed it, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not that good. Um, but she's actually even more consistent than I am, and she hits it a lot farther. So uh, she hits probably as many fairways as I do, or or even more, and she's even longer. So I think that's her strength as well. Uh, mm -hmm. My coach always said, you know, people say the putting is an important thing, but I want to see people make birdies without being on the trees, you know. So uh, we've been mm -hmm. growing up uh, working on being on fairways and green all, all the time. So um, we're pretty similar on strengths there. She says my hands are better than hers. I think she hits it closer than I do into the greens. So... That would be probably it. Well, do you Very think good. she hits it closer closer to the pin because she hits it farther and she's got less club in her hand? Uh, not necessarily. She's really good with the long irons as well. Uh, so I think she's just more accurate with her irons than I am. Got it. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, a great sister. Now, why sister... does she hit it further than you? Well, I'm five three and she's five eight, so that helps a lot. Oh, <laughs> and we're that's completely not different. Fair. Yeah. What the <laughs> heck is that? <laughs> I don't know. They left it all for her, you know. Just made me sure. Yeah, but you're the one that won. <laughs> yeah, I know. Na 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 na. I really hope she wins this week. So. That would be that, good, and I'm sure yeah. you would caddy for her. I hope to be playing on Sunday, but, yeah, if not, I will caddy for her for sure. And where is next Very week? Uh, we're going to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Ah. Oh, okay. Boy, you guys are really hopping around, uh, as you said. You're uh, here and there. I mean, you just came from Michigan, and, and uh, you guys were in – uh, Rochester, what a couple of weeks ago, and and um, Illinois before that. So you guys are definitely moving around uh, and getting a lot of uh, great golf in. What do you do, Marta? What are you and and uh, we'll we'll add Patricia here as well. But what do you do uh, for um, fun outside of the golf course? Um, we like to watch a lot of shows. <laughs> We are a little bit of Netflix freaks. Uh, we've watched a lot of stuff like that, you know, on, on go playing golf professionally. You have a lot of time in airports and waiting around. So uh, we love to watch shows. Uh, we're watching The Handsmaid's Tale uh, right now, and we're loving it. And, uh, mm. you know, um, when we go home, we just like to 
eat Spanish food. <laughs> we love Spanish food, and uh, we're being with the family and friends, hang out. Um, it's pretty much what we love to do. Other than that, we are um, huge soccer fans, huge Real Madrid fans. So mm-hmm. that that's the first thing we do. We have season tickets for Real Madrid. So when we go home, <laughs> that's what we what we do. You know, we follow every sport you can imagine. Everything that's going on, we follow. Yeah, you got you got to have something outside of golf. That's that's fantastic, and I like the fact that you two share it uh, um, together like that. And and um, that that's you know just helps strengthen that relationship between you and your sister. Um, Cindy, go ahead. Are you guys driving to Sioux Falls? Yes, we are. <laughs> oh, and how yeah, long is well, it going to take? Uh, 11 hours. Oof. Oh, that's not that bad. Yes, exactly. That's that's how you guys think. It's unbelievable. We've learned to drive long distances, but in Madrid, you drive 11 hours, you're in Paris. Nobody drives to Paris. It's like, are you crazy? <laughs> you know, you drive more than six hours, and you're like, where are you going? What are you doing? You're outside the country already. You know, so it's, we've learned to drive uh, long distances and, you know, learn what podcasts were and stuff like that to keep to keep right yeah well yeah good you, point. you two yeah you two obviously travel together so that's good you can kind of share uh in the driving and obviously share in the expenses uh, a lot too so that that certainly helps uh, quite a bit um what do you see actually let me ask you just a quick question uh marta if you were to give advice to our listeners out there who uh, maybe want to tune up their golf game, what would it be? Um, probably give yourself the – allow yourself to miss. Uh, golf is not a perfection game for sure. A lot of people think that, that you have to have the perfect swing and and chip perfect just the way Tiger does everything, uh, but – it's not. If you don't allow to allow yourself to miss, you're gonna have a really bad attitude, and it's gonna ruin your day or whatever you're doing that day. It's not gonna help because your golf game was was bad. So just allow yourself to miss a couple of shots. We all do. Even Tiger does, even though he hits it from the trees and makes it. But um, just mm-hmm. allow yourself to miss and be patient with yourself. Have a have a good attitude, and that that will help you improve your game over the over the years. Very good advice. I like that. Uh, Cindy, any uh, closing thoughts or any final questions? Well, I'm I'm very impressed with both of you, and I wish you the best of luck in the world. I think it's very cool that you get to hang out with your sister and travel with her and that you both have reached the highest level of playing um, other than the LPGA Tour, but, I mean, I'm sure you're both going to get there. And I admire your attitude and your patience and yep. your diligence and definitely your consistency. So God bless you and just keep keep rolling and stay patient and working on your game and um, keep it up. Great job. Thank you so much. It means mm-hmm. a lot coming from an LPGA pro, you know. Are you on Twitter? No. I what? That. Your sister is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not being that? on social media. Yeah. <laughs> trying to hide. What's up with that? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't love it. So I, I'm, I only have Facebook, and I don't really use it a lot. Yeah. Wow. So you can have my sister. I hear you. <laughs> she, gets, she gives me a lot of crap for that. I yeah, bet. That's, uh, that's, a, that's unusual. I, that's, that's a first that I think that I've heard in a long time, uh, a young lady as yourself not uh, drawn to social media. But that's good, though. I mean, you obviously have other passions, and, and you enjoy things. And I concur uh, everything that Cindy just said. Um, congratulations again, uh, Marta, on your win. Uh, keep up the great work. And uh, maybe we will uh, have you and your sister on another show and uh, talk a little bit more about uh, some of the other things that you guys like to do outside of the golf course. Uh, but, Marta, thank you for joining us this morning on the Women of Golf. We appreciate it very much. That would be super cool. Thank you so much to both of you as well. Thank you. Right. Good Have luck. A... Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, that was our very uh, special guest this morning, uh, Marta Sansbario, uh, winner of this past weekend's Firekeepers Casino Hotel Championship uh, up in Michigan, and she's uh, traveling now to South Dakota, uh, uh, or will be for her uh, next event. So uh, good luck to both uh, Patricia and Marta. Boy, what a great attitude. Cindy, you're exactly right. Um, just really uh, very level-headed, very just calm, and, and I'm sure there's moments that she said she gets fired up, but uh, she's got her sister there to to keep her calm in, in, the, in those heated moments. But what a great attitude. Yep, definitely. All right. Well, we've got uh, – she's not quite with us yet. Now, you're going to be off next week. Cindy, what do you got cooking for next week? The LPGA National Teaching Championship at Pinehurst Number 8 in Pinehurst, North Carolina. Oh, very good. Oh, yeah. So you'll be competing. Yeah. Yeah, so you'll be competing yeah. in that. Well, good, good luck on that. And uh, we wish you uh, all the best, and uh, and uh, we hope that you're going to win that. So play play hard. Well, that we would be do, so. marvelous. <laughs> I've been practicing for sure. Good. All right. Well, Cindy, let's uh, welcome our next uh, guest. Um, uh, she is uh, also from the uh, Buffalo, New York uh, area. I'm, of course, referring to our very special uh, guest, Colleen Heidinger. Uh, uh, she's the VP of Programming and Community Strategy at 43 North. We'll talk a little bit about that. But let me just, uh, she's got quite a, a, a resume, so let me just hit some of the highlights here, and then we'll bring her on. Uh, she returned to Buffalo during the summer of uh, 2014 to join the renaissance that had overtaken the uh, Queen City. Uh, she spent most of her career in the film and television industry in both New York and L.A., uh, running industry events, program marketing, uh, client sponsorship, and partnership developing. Uh, after fulfilling a lifelong long dream of visiting a school in Africa, she returned to L.A., uh, resigned from her role on the special events team at DreamWorks Animation, and eagerly drove across, uh, back across the country to her beloved home of Buffalo. After 12 years away, it was uh, time to settle back close to family and find a role that directly allowed her to impact the rehabilitation, growth, and enhancement uh, of her community, of the uh, 716 community. Uh, graduated from Babson College with a degree focused on entrepreneurship, uh, and now settles into her role at 43 North as VP Programming and Community Engagement. Uh, she actually uh, additionally spends uh, her time actively involved on the founding board of advisors uh, for Teach for America Buffalo, uh, supports her alma mater. Uh, Nichols School is a member of the alumni board and is a founding uh, trustee for the board of Buffalo Collegiate Charter School on Buffalo's east side. Uh, opening, of course, fall 2018. Uh, she also is a Say Yes mentor to two local uh, college students, uh, Caitlin and Katya. Uh, in her spare time, she can be found in Larkinville, where she is restoring a building 
uh, from 1906, uh, or you can find her upside down in her yoga mat uh, and dog sitting her brother's uh, dog, uh, Bacchus. Uh, very interesting. We'll have to ask her about that. And she's attempting to better her golf game, which we're going to talk a little bit about that, of course, uh, uh, to go and match uh, that of her scratch golfer boyfriend, Dan. So let's uh, uh, bring out Colleen, uh, Cindy, and welcome her to the show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well on this rainy day in Buffalo. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) I know I put my clubs in the car, but I don't know if they'll come out of the car. I don't think they're going to today. I think you're going to have to hit balls inside or under the cover. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Colleen, welcome. Yeah, welcome to the show, Colleen. We're we're, uh, excited to have you this morning and, and, uh, uh, unfortunately, I couldn't read everything out on your resume because you've got quite a few other uh, great accolades. We can certainly talk about a few of them. Uh, but welcome to the show, and thank you for giving your time uh, on this rainy day in Buffalo. Um, Cindy, you go ahead and start uh, the conversation, and I'll, I'll jump in. Well, I want to know what you do in Africa. <laughs> well, I actually did play golf, interestingly enough. Um, so I was there last month. Uh, on behalf of the University at Buffalo, they asked me to join on a trip to Ghana, actually, as it's the fastest, one of the fastest-growing economies in the world at this point. So we went over and we hosted two conferences um, around social entrepreneurship and helping cities thrive with entrepreneurship. And they were particularly interested in the 43 North story and how that's impacted Buffalo. So this trip was work, um, but still as impactful for me, eye-opening, um, as another time I was over there. So that was that was a quick ten days in July. Wow. Hmm. Very interesting. What I didn't I didn't know that about the, Yeah, well, Buffalo's pretty cool, Ted. You gotta get with it. Um, <laughs> what is the best part of your new well, it's not really so much new now. What's the best part of your job? This job, um, well, like like this report answer is the flexibility I have because it's great. But I I partnered with or we partnered with Facebook um, in January to start a new program under the 43 North umbrella called Ignite Buffalo. And so I ran a business plan competition for just small businesses. Sorry, it's someone's birthday at the office. Um, for small businesses in Buffalo. So typically we invest in startups. So this program gave away a million dollars to 27 small businesses. And now I'm responsible for nurturing and incubating those 27 winners um, across the year. So it's been really heartfelt work um, with, with businesses that some of I, I, them I knew in advance of them winning, some I didn't. Um, so that's kind of been the highlight in this kind of iteration of my career back in Buffalo. Awesome. Very interesting. Ted, go ahead. Um, yeah, Colleen, first off, just before we get into some of the, the, the golf and that, just for those that obviously aren't uh, outside of the Buffalo area that maybe aren't familiar with 43 North, explain uh, about the startup uh, competition, exactly what happens and, and uh, sort of how it came about. Sure. So we are a product of Governor Cuomo's Buffalo Billion Project. Um, he dedicated a billion dollars to Buffalo six years ago to help create a resurgence here in a study as it, um, to determine how that money should be spent. One of the pillars that needed to be resurrected was entrepreneurship. 
So Insert 43 North, which at the time was the world's largest business plan competition, giving away $5 million annually. Um, we're now second place in the world in terms of what we give away, and we're, we're in year five. So this October, we'll give away another $5 million. The hook is that companies that win are, are have to move to Buffalo. Um, and ideally, you know, through economic development, create jobs, um, wealth, you know, move here, hire people here, that type of thing. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, we're a product of the Buffalo Billion and I'm very much accredited for helping bring the entrepreneurial kind of resurgence back to Buffalo. What type wow. of businesses have won in the past and where are they now located? Are there offices in your building? Tell our listeners a little more about what happens once they win. Sure. So um, I'll talk you through like this year. So around Labor Day, we'll announce the top 20 companies or so that, of all the 500 applicants that applied. Those folks will come to Buffalo the first week of October for a big event that I produce at Shays, our big theater downtown. Um, eight of them will essentially win. So there's one $1 million winner and seven $500,000 winners. They will then move to Buffalo January 1st and then be required to spend the year, the next calendar year, in Buffalo. It's across that year that we, as 43 North, um, support their business through mentorship and advisors, um, leading them to future investments if that's what they need, helping the business grow, essentially. It is not to say that we... We, we heavily care about helping them fall in love with Buffalo. So that's one of the parts of my job is, is taking these eight winners and showing them why Buffalo is a great city. So through VIP tours at the zoo to intimate dinners with successful business people here to, you know, moving them here, apartments, all schools for kids, if that's what they need. So we pay very much attention to the non-work-related um, life, which is what we call quality of life. So ideally, after that required year here, they'll love Buffalo so much and their business will be flourishing that they won't want to leave. Wow. I like that. Mm. That's a great... Uh, it's working. A, a great... Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And and just um, let me just throw in here as well that uh, your the companies that, that have won um, have raised over $90 million plus and, and still rising. That's a phenomenal uh, achievement on its own. I mean, they're obviously um, well invested, and you guys offer. I was reading through some of the the information from your website, and uh, it's just amazing some of the support that 43 North gives these uh, startups and that to really get them uh, well rooted in the in the Buffalo uh, area. And obviously, as you said, not just in the business uh, side of things, but also. Uh, in you know having some fun and getting out there in the community and getting involved, so making them really fall in love with Buffalo, uh, New York, and I think it's a fantastic. Uh, uh, that's how I think all businesses should start is is having a good strong uh, support system like that. That's exactly what we try to do. Mm-hmm. Well, you obviously Let do me it ask, well. Why is it called Forty Three North? There's got to be a reason. Yeah, so that's the latitude line of Buffalo. Um, oh. And Cindy, you'll appreciate. We often—I <laughs> hate to admit—sometimes we still get confused with um, 42 North, which is the brewery down in East Aurora, so just about 10, 20, uh, 20 minutes south of Buffalo. But that's their latitude line. So we're 43; they're 42. <laughs> we are a startup competition. Oh. They are a craft craft brewery, but we're all playing. We were first, <laughs> but we're all playing on the latitude line. <laughs> I. I- 
I see, awesome. I see some, yeah, I see some great uh, cross-marketing opportunities there with 42 North. Uh, I think you yeah. guys can capitalize, both of you, on that. That's great. Um, uh, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, Cindy. Go ahead. Okay, so I have to ask, tell us all about what you used to do because I think it's very interesting before you came to Buffalo. <laughs> the kind of stuff I hide under the rug. Um, so, yeah, I graduated from Babson with a degree in entrepreneurship, and, and like most members of my 400-person class, I went on to consulting. At Babson, you typically go into accounting, consulting, or investment banking. So I did the consulting route and hated it in New York. I was from Boston to New York. Um, ended up in entertainment and spent seven years with a company called Fremantle Media. So people don't often know it upon first hearing it, but when I you see our logo after every Price is Right episode, American Idol episode, America's Got Talent episode, uh, Family Feud episode, we're international production company for a lot of the larger game shows and reality television. So I kind of fell into it um, and almost didn't take my first role there. Just, I, I never, I didn't grow up watching television. I didn't ever like want to go to the movies. It was just entertainment in that sense wasn't for me, but I ended up to have this incredible career path um, in a variety of different roles. So I worked on the team that essentially made all the money from our um, show. So if you think about seeing the Coca-Cola cup on Simon's desk or the Ford music videos or at auditions, we had Garnier styling salons. Any of that stuff was a result of a sponsorship deal with my team. Oftentimes there were events related to all of that. So as someone who always wanted to be an event planner, it kind of allowed me to really get going on that career track um, right from the get-go. So I was handling all of our events, um, uh, all the ones in the U.S. and, and sometimes international, um, big trade shows, um, Ken Football, that was later on. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot of entertainment. Um, it was a lot of, uh, what would I call it, hosting sponsors. And as part of sponsorship deals with them, there were huge deals between Fox and, and my company. So I then, on an August day, with the humidity at 100% and, like, 90 degrees at 8 in the morning, I went into my boss in New York and said, I'm done with New York. <laughs> I just can't do another <laughs> summer here. So he, I just hate the heat and humidity. Um, he said, okay, what about if we moved you to L.A.? So our company was actually London-based, the British company. Um, the New York office was quite small, actually, just like 12 people. And then, of course, all the U.S. production was out of Los Angeles. So that was attractive to me, and they kind of just transferred my role out there, no big deal. It was um, a bit difficult. I was reporting to London. My team sat in London. So I was waking up, you know, working at 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific, closing the London day, driving in after traffic, I lived at the beach and then drove to Burbank um, and then leaving before the traffic. So it worked out. But then one day I got a call that actually my job had been eliminated. So. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. yeah. As kind of, you know, the creator of the hashtag Fremantle love and one of the, you know, fun people in the company, it, I got a, you know, out of the blue phone call from London that, you know, American Idol had started to go down. X Factor wasn't performing the way we were ho had hoped it would in the U.S. Um, there wasn't, you know, the, it was known they were going through major budget cuts, but it, there wasn't enough justification around the number of events in the United States as of late and for us to have a full-time role in the States on the events team. 
So mm. thankfully I had seven, seven years in, I had a good payout um, and landed through a colleague at Fremantle at DreamWorks Animation uh, within a month or two. Um, and so then went to the movie side, which is totally different. And DreamWorks, which I didn't know at the time in the, that world, the studio world is, is like the Google or Facebook in terms of campus and where they treat your employees and you know, we had a doctor, we had a post office, we had um, car washing, we had three meals a day. It was this beautiful, it was modeled after Tuscan Villa, actually, the, the DreamWorks campus in Los Angeles. So it was essentially like heaven um, in a way, because you didn't have to leave for anything, right? Mess behind the madness. Um, and so I ended up there and was doing special events, but, you know, more for movie premieres or stuff on campus or... Um, I did a big art gallery opening around one of the movies. So much bigger budget, I'd say. Um, and still was like doing okay. And I'd say I liked my job. I, I never loved my job. Um, and then went to Africa. <laughs> so a few months into that, went to Africa for my 30th birthday and then realized while I was over there, and part of the reason why I really love that continent is I was just like, what am I doing? Like, I, don't, I literally don't watch television. I don't have a television. I don't I fall asleep at the movies. I've never been starstruck despite meeting, you know, a ton of celebrities. Like, I've got to do something I really care about. Like, life is way too short. I work way too hard. I've got to do something I care about. Mm. So that was, I went to, I went to Africa in, um, for my birthday in end of July, and then I was in the car driving back to Buffalo Labor Day. Um, and that was back to my parents' house that was without health insurance, that was, you know, no job lined up. It was just, like, cut all ties, had enough, and came back home. So that was Good years for ago, you. <laughs> yeah. And here I, here I am. <laughs> so did yeah. 43 North reach out to you? Um, that's, a really, that's a good story, too. So um, my mentor from high school, someone I used to babysit for, Sharon Randaccio, also someone that's always told me I needed to play golf. Um, she knew I was back. She had been in my life the whole way through. And she said one night, like a random call, I think I've got it. She's like 43 North. She took me to their big event as a, as her guest prior to getting this call. Um, but she said, you know, this organization that they're entrepreneurial driven. So we can, we can finally use your college degree they need someone that could handle their big event production in October. Um, they need someone to handle relationship building and development. So it checked, like, all these boxes. But the biggest one for me being the impact and kind of development of Buffalo. When I moved back here, I was very straightforward with her and anyone else that was, was willing to help me in that. Like, I wasn't putting a suit. I had never worn a suit since college. I'm not putting a suit on. I'm not working 9 to 5. I'm not going to go sit at a bank or big corporation and just kind of do my job and leave. So this was it, um, and then I ended up getting the job. Actually, two of us, I was at his wedding this weekend, two of us were the final two candidates, both recommended by my mentor, and um, they ended up going back to the board and saying, we need to hire them both, and so both my colleague Dan Green and myself were hired um, three years ago in March, and it's been a dream, Wow. what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's fantastic. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah, it's very been fun. Interesting. And, and yeah, I, very, my role here is probably the one that's been the most 
um, evolved, I'd say, because what they originally hired me for is certainly not some of it, like maybe 10, 20% of it is something I still do. But otherwise, it's um, just because the organization's morphed into this whole new thing. Um, so I've been very grateful to, to be able to kind of have my role expand and, and spread into new areas as we've evolved as an organization. I think very, they're very, very cool. grateful that they have you. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I, it's in, it's in, you know, give and take. It's certainly a dream. I'm very lucky. Wow. Um, as I said in the beginning, Cindy, quite the resume. Um, Colleen, let me ask you, um, we got to throw a little golf in the conversation here just to, <laughs> just to appease the <laughs> A PC audience, uh, but very interesting. Yeah. I, could, I could listen to you all day. You've got very interesting um, um, uh, accolades that you've got, uh, but you've got a very interesting job. How does golf play a part uh, in your life, first and foremost? And has golf? And I'm going to wrap two questions here in one. So, how does it uh, play a part in your life, and has it helped you in business? And if so, how? Sure. So. Until, like, last year, well, even last year, um, you know, I'd play on the Cape with my friend in this annual tournament. Like, i just jump in places, never, well, I guess that's inaccurate. I, in high school, I hurt both of my knees. I had two knee surgeries freshman year. So I had to go to gym. I couldn't play the sports I wanted to play. And one of the semesters we spent with Frank Sakelli, um, Cindy, you might know Frank, the hockey coach, but in the fall he was the golf coach. So he would take me to these, like, one-on-one lessons at what – that golf dome that used to be in North Buffalo. Um, so that was kind of the extent of golf lessons back in 1998. Um, and then since then in college, I just jump in and then as friends, we, we'd be on vacation or something, nothing serious by any means, like never really kept score. So then my brother's a big golf, my whole family golf. Um, and then, yeah, I just started to get into it slowly but surely, like getting formal invites to tournaments, and, like, I, I think I put the game together enough. Like, I wasn't embarrassing myself terribly. I could pull it together. But then I started dating someone that's a huge golfer, and he was like, "If you, you could dedicate yourself to some lessons with Cindy. Your game could certainly come together a lot better. <laughs> so um, I did. And it's kind of still, like, I don't, I don't strive to be an Olympic golfer, but I just want to have a reputable game. So – which came into play when I was in Africa because I ended up um, getting invited to play golf over there for the very, very uh, elite. And the people that we played with, I mean, were just some of the most powerful people in all of Africa. It was unbelievable. And here I am like, so, but it was nice to be able to have a game. I mean, I didn't hold anyone back. They respected some of my shots. So, it was just nice to be able to be in the boys club and out and have these conversations with people that I now could, could call at any time for help or whatever it might be. So um, from business perspective, I wouldn't say it's as formal as like if I was at an M&T Bay because in the startup world, it's these people work, we work a lot. So taking five hours, six hours here and there is a little bit out of the ordinary for us. Um, right. But in terms of invitations to tournaments and networking, once I'm out there, it certainly has been incredible. And I will say, I'm in a women's league on Tuesday nights up in Canada, and it's probably the best, one of the best things, probably behind taking yoga, um, because what happens is I have to cross the border, so I have to turn my phone off. And for a workaholic like me, that never happens, <laughs> except for except for Tuesday nights, and that's really why I want to play tonight. Um, 
because I can turn my phone off for four hours and be with some girlfriends and not have anyone be able to reach me and just like be challenged and learn. But I don't feel like as a population, we, we are often learning and challenging ourselves. So I find it to be like therapeutic in so many ways. Um, my Tuesday nights, <laughs> but I don't know if I'll have one tonight. So I think that's one of your questions. Maybe. Both. Yeah. That's, well, no, that was, that was perfect. Um, Cindy, go ahead. If you got a, a, a golf well, question here. For I her. hope you get to play tonight. Well, we're also playing, like, you know, usually we're on the executive course, but tonight we're on Usher's Creek, so, you know. Oh, the real deal. The real deal. (laughs) Ted's from Canada. Do you know Legends of the Niagara, Ted? Yes, I do. Yes. Uh, I'm I'm actually uh, from uh, Burlington, which is just a little bit further in uh, from the border, but, yeah, uh, yeah, I know – yeah, I used to play down in uh, in Niagara Falls quite a bit. So yeah, very interesting. That's cool. I I, I like the fact that uh, you're uh, you're going across the the, uh, the border to uh, to play golf. That's kind of an interesting uh, thing. Cindy, go ahead. I know you've got some questions. So, what have you learned by being able to play business golf, other than the access to having you know playing with some of the most powerful people in Africa, which is a big deal. But what do you believe, like, if there's someone listening who's thinking about, oh, I don't really want to learn to play, this is hard, I don't want to look stupid, what would you tell that person? Well, a few things. So everyone starts somewhere. So, I mean, I kind of make it through with minimal lesson and, you know, no prior interest in golf. So you can start anywhere in terms of, skill and build. Um, and secondly, I think it's just like the access it gives you. So um, sometimes it's hard to get a 15-minute call with someone, but if you can get out either in a tournament or tour around the golf, four hours, five hours, is like you know them very well. <laughs> so I, our chairman here, one of our chairmen at 43 North in the past, you know, at the time, he's like, yeah, I'll take you to play. Let's go play. And I just kind of thought it would be this, like, and he's a very good golfer, so I thought it would be this kind of, like, quick, and, you know, he'd be making fun of me and, like, all this stuff. And I know to be, like, I think one of the most strengthening afternoons in, in some of my career because it just allowed us to be away from everything. I mean, the phones were on, but we were in the U.S., but um, – we talked about everything like five hours with someone is so much intimately is so much time, you know? And then the lesson and the mm-hmm. critique that he was able to give too, like it's, it's just so valuable in so many ways. So awesome. I only, I hope to do more and more of it. Well, it's something that we like to hear. Um, Colleen, you know, I, I always have referred to golf, uh, and, and and life itself parallel. I, I always I jokingly say they're close relatives. Um, while you're out in the golf course playing, is there something about the game that has helped you uh, in your in your off the uh, golf course life? What has it taught you? What lessons have you learned on the golf course that are relatable to, to life skills or life uh, in its in its entirety? Yeah, so I think I think the reason why I like it is because you essentially have to get a ball in a hole, and mm-hmm. it's with great detail that you have to do that, and you're paying attention to so many other outlying issues, from noises to the way the grass is cut to whatever club I'm, you know what I mean? Like, 
And that's how I think in terms of an event planner or someone that's very detail-oriented is I'm, I'm constantly taking into perspective anything that could go wrong or influence an event that I'm planning or um, a relationship that I'm building. So I think it's even it's helped me do that in an even better way in terms of it's not just a shot, right? It's a shot. It's, it's everything that goes into that shot that you're from your grip to the way you swing, but also everything I just said in terms of the outlying issues that sometimes you don't have control of that can have the biggest influence on your life or something like an event. And so that's what I do essentially get paid to do. And I, and I feel like golf just helps that. Wow. Um, it's so true. And, and I think that's uh, very well said. Um, Cindy, I know we've only got a few minutes left. Uh, any any closing thoughts or comments, or do you have any other questions uh, for Colleen before we let her uh, go back to her uh, uh, 43 North? I don't. I just want to thank you, and I'm so grateful that I got to meet you and that I, I happen to know uh, the person who suggested you take lessons and <laughs> bought a couple for you. Um, so just thank you so much for joining us and enlightening our listeners today. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm hoping to see you the 31st, Cindy. I have it on my calendar. So all okay, perfect. Because um, Dan and I are heading to Oregon. Maybe you heard. He he did quite well recently. So I I hope to be back and then come out with you on the 31st. No, what did he do? He made the USGA um, Senior Amateur I'm probably saying it wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, very good. Awesome. Thursday morning. <laughs> yeah. So I'll send you some photos from there. Well, have fun. Yes, I'll be. There's a whole like track for significant others and wives. So I'll be wine tasting and at the pool while he calls. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe a caddy for him. It's funny. A lot of people have asked me that and him, and it's funny. My cousin, who is also a golfer, said a USGA event is not the place to learn how to caddy. So I don't think we're going to go down that route. I'll happily be in the crowd. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Hang out at the pool. Yeah. Hang out at the pool, Colleen. I think you're you're better served that. Um, Well, well, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. So we'll keep well, posted, Colleen, Cindy. Yeah, Colleen, thank you again, uh, and I hope that the uh, the clouds will part and the rain will let up so that you can get out and play some golf uh, uh, this evening up in, in Canada. And uh, thank you for, for joining us, and thank you for, for uh, really shedding some light on, on a great organization, 43 North. Uh, for people that, that may be uh, in the Buffalo area that might be listening uh, that would like more information, where can they go to learn more about 43 North and, and some of the great work that you're doing? Yeah, so I'd say definitely our website and our social media, um, Facebook and Instagram, we're pretty active on. And I'd also encourage people to attend our big, if you're interested in entrepreneurship or anything Shark Tank related, we put on our own version of the Shark Tank where we'll give away the $5 million. Uh, this year it'll be Wednesday, October 3rd at Shays for free. So all of that will be announced in the next week in terms of getting tickets and everything. So if there's any interest, that's kind of a good place to find yourself. Perfect. 
Well, again, Colleen, on behalf of Cindy and I, thank you very much for joining us this morning on the Women of Golf. It's been very, uh, very interesting discussion, and, and um, we uh, we love what you do and, and keep up the great work. And, and I'm glad that you're doing something that you're very passionate about. Great, thank you both so much. I appreciate it. Thanks. You're have welcome. a great have day. Have a great day. Okay, talk to you soon, Cindy. Bye bye. All right, that was. Uh, our other special guest, um, Colleen Heidinger, uh, VP of Programming and Community Strategy at 43 North. Uh, and I believe the website is 43north.org, if I'm not mistaken, not .com, so .org. Mm-hmm. And you can learn uh, yeah, learn, learn more information uh, about the organization. That's very interesting. I, I love um, – I, I know that uh, you know, I've, I've heard about a lot of the different startup concepts and competitions that have been going on, up in, particularly up in the New York area, but I wasn't familiar with this specific one. But uh, – what a great idea to really rejuvenate um, businesses and get them, uh, you know, uh, a lot of help. It's not easy starting a business of any kind, and uh, especially when you're doing it on your own. So it's great that, uh, uh, you know, uh, Governor Cuomo has, has stepped up and, and created this, um, uh, you know, Buffalo Billions uh, network, if you will, and obviously 43 North is taking part of it. And um, just a, a great, uh, great young lady to have on this morning. Um, so, Cindy, you're going to be gone next week, and uh, I'll be batching it here on the Women of Golf. But we want to thank everybody uh, for joining us this morning. I hope you enjoyed uh, our discussions, and uh, keep coming back, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, Cindy, very much as always, and good luck next week. Uh, we'll look forward to hearing all about it uh, on the following week when you come back on the show. But good luck next week uh, in the event. Thanks, Ted. Have a great week. All right. God bless everybody. Join us next week on the Women of Golf Show. Bye-bye.